0: Oh, boy, it is so, so good to be back with you after a couple of days that uh, we wish we could have been here, but we just couldn't. And
1: now to explain why, here's Britt. Oh, um, I was traveling to the Republican National Convention where I was the body man for Donald Trump Jr., and some of you had some questions about his red glassy-eyed appearance on Monday. I can tell you, 100%, it was cocaine. It's pretty easy to get cocaine in the Greater Charlotte Mecklenburg area, so I was able to wrangle that pretty easily. Now, he's been extremely upset about his friend Jerry Falwell Jr., and that was part of the tearfulness that you saw. But oh no, I was I was actually uh, I was actually called into work for some overtime. I don't talk about it very much. I've talked about it a little bit on. Um, My wrestling podcast with Bryant Williams over the weekend, and I'm talking about it here today probably for – I think this is the first time I've ever mentioned this. A couple of years ago, I started a career as a 911 dispatcher here in the Greensboro area. And our center, people locally, have heard this because it's been a big news story. We've had – Upwards of seven or eight people, I believe, test positive for COVID nineteen. Hmm. So that's left us shorthanded, and they needed me to come in on Monday and Tuesday and work some overtime. So that's why we had to kind of move things around a little bit, and I was not available, and I apologize for that. But uh, that's going to be clearly my first priority, and and um, uh, I got to work with some people that I used to work with back when I was working the day shift. I'm working night shift now, and that's why the schedule has changed a little bit. But um, it was it was very good and. Everybody in the community can be, uh, rest assured that we're doing our very best and scheduling people around, pulling people off the streets. And we're, we're making sure that everybody in the community is taken care of if they have an emergency. And of course, your, your long-term goal is to never be
0: on a 911 call that ends up going viral and mm. being seen on every network newscast. And isn't that,
1: isn't that the goal? It's the nightmare of everybody. I mean, all of us have had those situations where we've seen stuff on the news and it's been like, oh, we just cringed. And sometimes, you know, not to get too deep into it, but sometimes you do get into stressful situations where people can push your buttons and maybe – you know, we're human beings. It's like maybe the old lady spilled some Kool-Aid on the carpet or maybe your kid is, you know, you caught him smoking pot in the garage and you got to go to work and you're set off. And then somebody starts yelling at you and cussing you out and calling you everything but a child of God. And, you know, you can lose your shit. So in context, it's going to sound like you were being awful to somebody who was getting shot at or something.
0: Well, I'm going to uh, uh, get you practiced up here, see, because by beating you up here. Yeah, <laughs> where where it doesn't count. Right. So I'm going to reveal the truth. You weren't the body man for Don Jr. You were, and this is worse. Jerry Falwell Jr.'s body man. Think about that. <laughs> Think about
1: that phrase. Think oh. about how horrible that just was. Go By the way, what, what, what time do you want me to come over tonight so you can watch me while I'm with your wife? Is it 8:30? <laughs> we're going to do this or. <laughs> It's it's, the funny thing about the story. It's, and I don't, and I don't care what these people do in their private lives. I don't give a shit. I mean, he's a massive hypocrite and he's an awful human being and his dad was an even worse person. So he deserves all of the public shame and everything else that he's going through right now. The fact that over the past three years, the number one put down in, um, in all of right wing whatever right wing 4chan bullshit was to call somebody a cuckold right that's like the worst thing you could ever say to somebody right right right. and and if you don't know what that is that's a shakespearean term for somebody who just stands by while their woman is banged by another guy there's a, in fact, I understand on those websites I never go to, there's an entire category of this as a fantasy thing or something. So this guy, who is like, right-wing superhero, was he actually scheduled to speak at the RNC before all of this unfortunate stuff went down? I don't think so. Interesting. But anyway, he's been a I superhero to those on the right.
0: And by the way, you know why not? Because he's been in the news for the last six weeks or so, ever since that picture of him. Right. With the, with the <laughs> girl. that Was who, out there. So, uh, since they threw this whole thing together at the last moment, anyway, I'm pretty sure that they were smart enough to to avoid that embarrassment. By the way, it's it's okay because they had like three other QAnon creeps, anti-Semitic fools, and other folks that they had to cancel at the last minute. So no, they didn't have to cancel Fall well, Good for them. Way to go.
1: Well, it's it, again, it's just like one of their right wing heroes is the biggest cuck, which is short for cuckold of all, and it's the, it's their insult. It's what they've been throwing at people. Yeah. They like to, The other ones that I can throw, they, they like to call us people soy boys. That's for people that eat tofu and drink soy milk. And so- You're basically calling people a fag. That's what they're doing. That, it, it's, it's like their way of doing that, but they kind of try to couch it in some sort of other thing. It turns out, again, like one of their heroes is the biggest cuckold in the history of the world, which but I find to be
0: quite humorous. You, you know, since, uh, since we measure everything in, in money, he did what uh, we've always uh, advised folks uh, through our radio careers, always have a good agent. Mm-hmm. And he must have had a good agent because he's walking away with ten and a half million bucks, uh, which is it's, it's pretty sorted. So he can hide the rest of his life if he wants to. Uh, the question is, do we ever really hear from him again? Uh, does he get a, a show on Fox? Does he become a commentator? I mean, they, they take in a lot of uh, uh, stray children like him.
1: Uh, it's either that it's, or the one. Yeah. There's other outlets. There's the one America News Network. Yeah, They'll be right. happy to re- well, Sinclair might be able to go ahead and throw him a lifeline. Absolutely. I mean, there's yeah. there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of different places that where he could show up and give his commentary and shit right, like right. that. So I never say never when it comes to, right. to assholes like that who seem like they've stepped on the ultimate landmine but now nah, I think I think eventually he'll get some work somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's deal with with a little bit of reality here, some serious reality
0: and the uh the the Jacob Blake shooting up in Wisconsin and this is a big deal. And I think at least at this moment and you know everything shifts, everything changes over time, but you can only live in the moment. But I think at at, at this hour um, some 70 some days before the election, the way the Democrats, the way Joe Biden, the way Kamala Harris deals with this situation and everything that, that spins off from it is going to decide this election. And I hate to, to, to go back over some, some old ground here, but I may have to revise. In, in case we turn out to be wrong here, and no, this is not 1968, and it's not 1988. All right, 1968 being 1968 with Richard Nixon and Law and Order, and thank you, Pat Buchanan, and uh, that was, you know, there, there were there were riot, riots in the streets that summer. You um, had the Chicago convention, right, and, and Nixon appealing to. Uh, white suburban America, or as Donald Trump likes to call them, suburban housewives. And there were a lot more of them then. And the suburbs were a a lot more white than they are right now. Um, And it worked. You're you're in fear. There's there's going to be violence everywhere in the country. And for a while, there kind of was. And uh, he was able to ride that to the White House. Uh, by the way, uh, George Wallace was running that year, uh, also. Okay, and and that that certainly helped him because George Wallace peeled off um, five states, for, and, and he ran as a Democrat. Mm-hmm. So so that 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 helped kill off Hubert Humphrey, I do believe, in in uh, 1968. And then 72, he ran again. That was when he got shot, right? That's correct. Um, and so it worked for Nixon in 1968. Then in 1988, George h.w. bush and uh his uh band of merry men the uh the common thread there would be roger ailes mm-hmm. later of fox news now dead um uh pulling out this story about uh, a guy who got a weekend furlough under a program that uh governor michael dukakis really had nothing to do with but it right. did not matter and they they, uh, stripped the bark off of that fucker to, uh, paraphrase Lee Atwood, and they made Willie Horton, a black guy who committed, uh, a rape and murder on a weekend pass, they made him effectively Michael Dukakis' running mate, and again, rode that horse all the way to the White House.
1: It's a bit if you remember some of the the machinations of that first of all the Bush campaign lied and said they had nothing to do with this outside group that produced that commercial. But right, but and then they they actually used the techniques on video to darken the picture to make him appear blacker. This does not it doesn't matter. The, the facts don't matter.
0: No, they don't. It's the impression and what happens in the minds of uh swayable or or scareable voters. So here we are. Uh, 32 years later in, in 2020, and at this moment, we have uh, another horrible, horrible police shooting that looks to be inexcusable, but I can hear the echoes. I can read it on blogs. I can read it everywhere, which is. God, when a cop tells you to not don't run away from a cop, you never do that. Oh, I know it's not good that he got shot, but God, what did, Jesus, why are you doing that? And that's turning into, well, then the Antifas and the Marxists, they burned down the city. And, oh, shit, God damn it, I'm going to have to vote for Trump. Damn it, damn it, damn it, I'm going to have to vote for Trump. You can just feel it. Well, that's what they're doing right now. And it must be... Answered. And I think I have the answer. I think I have the answer. What, what is your answer? The, the answer is that Donald Trump not only is not the solution to that problem, Donald Trump, of course, is the problem. And Donald Trump is the racist. And Donald Trump's racism You can't blame a cop thinking that, oh, Donald Trump would want me to do this. And I believe Kamala Harris is going to give a speech Thursday. That's tomorrow as we speak Thursday afternoon before Trump's acceptance speech illegally at the White House. He should be, again, (laughs) impeached and put in prison just for doing that, just for that, violating the Hatch Act. But add that to the list. But I, I I think you have to try to turn this and not allow the. Republican Party, every one of them, that's all they're saying every night, every damn one of them, and Trump, the leader, to say, this is because of Democrats being the mayors of a lot of these cities, and therefore, this is what happened. They don't know how to manage a city. They don't know. You turn that back on Trump, and you say, look, you're the racist, and there's no evidence. This is your America. If you're going to show video of what would happen in joe biden's america well show us what it's like because i can't figure out how to shoot video five months six months a year ahead of time i can only show what's going on right now and this is going on in your country right now you are in charge you cannot pass the buck on this you cannot do that and no one wants cities burning no one wants looting No one wants crime. No one wants shootings. And this is not about, well, I understand why it's happening. It's difficult to understand. No one wants to make an excuse for that. But don't try to pin this on any one person. Instead of trying to divide the country against itself, sir, you might want to think about what you can do as president right now to calm things down. I think you you just have to to deflect it. Away from you, which is what they're going to do, they're going to make it personal that 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 you joe biden you're you're the guy. this is your fault and and I, I, that's really the only way that they can they can deal with that don't you think
1: well that's been the message at, at the uh, Republican convention this week is that Joe Biden will outlaw the suburbs i don't know if you've heard that they've they've immediately they've said that in at least one speech no, from no 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 get
0: get it right because I think this is a frank luntz produced phrase I think this can
1: comes right from him. Abolish the okay, sub- he's going to abolish the suburbs, and I think what what does that mean exactly? That means that well, white the, people. The answer, what it, it, it means mean is what it means is that white people, you will have no place to escape to you will be naked and you will be vulnerable to whatever the black folks and the hispanic folks want to do to you they can steal your possessions they can rape your wife and your children they can do whatever they wish to do to you you will not have the suburbs to escape to as you have under good republican presidents white flight was a good thing for america and we need to make sure that the white folks have a place to stay and they've reinforced it by having those fucking idiots from st louis go and speak as keynote speakers at the rnc this week so it's it's not like I'm being hyperbolic about this. They're actually saying it out in front right. that this is what Joe Biden is against. Right. But here,
0: here's the flaw. Here's the flaw in the theory this time around compared to 1988, right, which is 32 mm. years ago, and then 1968, which is 52 years ago. The suburbs are not lily white. That's way correct. They were. It doesn't work that way. The There there have been fair housing laws in effect since 1965, and, of course, they haven't worked the way they were were dreamed up, and we don't have this wonderful mixture of all kinds of races living side by side, one black, one – that's not the way it's ever going to be, but it's not the way it was then, and just the overall makeup of the country is different then, and – Democrats know that, but they cannot count on that. they cannot count on that and and, and boy, we've been talking about this now uh, obviously for for more than three and a half years, which is we think because of polling that people in general are moving away from Donald Trump. his ratings are you know he he hit a ceiling of approval uh in the in the low forties, never really beat it. Except in the Rasmussen poll, 51%. They don't talk about it. I mean, he brought that one out this week again, of course. Um, but he he never gains any new fans, and and we think he's been losing them. So you don't want to give an issue like this so much oxygen, but you can't help it and you can't avoid it, and if you do avoid it, I think it's going to hurt the Democrats a lot, and it's going to hurt them all over the country, not just nationally, not just in the presidential race. They've got to deal with it right now. Now, of course, they're lying. And I don't know how many times I heard the lie on on Tuesday night, which is uh, Joe Biden wants to defund the police, which, of course, not only does he not want to defund the police, he's said, you know, we need to give them more resources to do things the right way, which, of course, turns into defund the police, as you know, for Republicans. Um, I they, they got to deal with it. You, you just you just can't let it go and sit there and talk about the fact that Trump's a liar. We know that that's already baked in. But it's 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 got to be beyond that, because there are just too many people who who know that look the other way they don't care that he's a liar they don't care that he's a hypocrite they don't care that he's a crook they don't care that his entire family has made money off of this they don't care that he pardons criminals they don't they don't care about anything except owning the libs pissing you off and and uh, hoping that you're crying on election night that's all they care about because cruelty is the policy that's Donald Trump and uh, a lot of people have bought into it. And if I hear one more time somebody say, that's not
1: who we are, well, clearly, that is who we it, it are. It is who we are. Yeah. That is who it we is we that That's an have, important have distinction. Yeah. We need to acknowledge that because we, yeah. we elected this guy, even though 4 million more people voted for the other person in 2016. So, yes, to a huge extent, this is exactly who we are. We need to deal with that. We're either going to be okay with it, we're going to excuse it based on economic gain, which I thought that had gotten down the drain. But apparently, you know, the S&P is roaring back, so uh, – uh, we're either going to de- excuse it because the economy is just rocking and rolling, and once this coronavirus is over, Donald Trump's going to have this economy kicking ass like he did before, or you're going to say, I don't like what we were and what I've acknowledged that we are. I want us to change. That's going to be the – that's the 2020 election. 2016 was either the last gasp of the old, good old boy, white person network, or it was a trend that's going to extend into 2020. I mean, it's, that, that's pretty much the whole ball of wax right there. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I don't know what the answer to that is, although I will say from what I've read and what I've seen, it does not seem that they have any uh, sort of a coherent message at all at the Republican National Convention, the show that they're putting on for America this week. Right. I have a, uh, I have a title for their,
0: their platform, the one that doesn't exist, the one that is just,
1: Right. 2016 it?
0: wrote, it's called, it's called, no, it's called The Audacity of Nothing.
1: <laughs> what do you think. The Audacity
0: not, of Nothing.
1: <laughs> it, it doesn't seem to have any sort of, there's no, I can tell you there's no positive message at all. I haven't seen anything. Right. I, I, so here's the real question though.
0: Um, are people watching this who only are Either super fans of Donald Trump, Fox News watchers, and that overlaps a lot, mm-hmm. and a few other people along the road. Everyone else has made up their mind about Donald Trump, and there really are, and you always hear this when your ratings aren't quite as high as they they should have been on TV. Well, there's so many choices. You know, they don't have to. There's there's a lot of other things. Do people play video? Game, you know, there's always excuses when they suck. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in general, uh, you now television ratings don't mean as much as they they used to because, of course, stuff gets passed around on Twitter and on Facebook and on you know a lot more, and folks get their their convention watching chopped up in little bits sent out by biased characters who want you to see this or this or this um and it's not really a convention and by the way I think after 2 days we can make this definite uh uh conclusion about the republicans they're just not as good at tv as the democrats are no there's no they're, way yeah. they're not as good and and it it's uh uh it's Rather, and let's not put everything into the uh, uh, category of, oh, my God, how could he say this when blank happens? Last week it was, I can't believe th- there's so many recorded things. They're afraid to do it live. The, the number of things that have been live during the Republican TV show, reality show, the last two days, you can count on one hand. Okay? Everything has been canned. Everything has been pre-recorded and and packaged, and it's so sterile. And by the way, if if I'm having trouble hearing you, Britt, it's because my ears are still ringing from the Kimberly Guilfoyle scream fest. Yeah. The other night, which by the way, that that should go down in in history. There should, you know, somebody should turn that into a a ringtone. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) having her yell at you. Oh my God, could you believe that?
1: It's a screed. It's a hell of a screed. I don't know. I I always remember the Bill Clinton thing was always if you go, if you have two candidates and one of them is selling you hope and the other guy is trying to sell you fear, you go with the hope guy. And I just don't know if that still applies in 2020. I'm not sure because I know that's all the RNC is about is fear. That's what they're doing. That's this dystopian Mad Max world that well, they're selling. It's it's not just that. It's it's fear laid on top of, and we've we've known this
0: for three and a half years. Lying about everything. Yeah. L- just just lying about everything. Um, Donald Trump is doing the greatest job. On that, I can't even remember what it was. What is that? A a little disease that was going? I don't know. He
1: he solved it, right? I don't know. It was a cold or something. I don't know what it was. Right.
0: We've, we've moved on from that. And, um, that scene on Tuesday night, um, illegal as it was at the White House violating the famous, uh, Hatch Act, not named after Orrin Hatch, (laughs) uh, where they set up 75 chairs outside at the White House at night. Uh, about three feet apart with a bunch of uh, mostly old donors um, who are all in the vulnerable class, not wearing masks, with Trump not wearing a mask, with Melania not wearing a mask. Again, the Potemkin Village aspect of the Trump presidency on display. Nothing to see. What? What disease? What coronavirus? Well, they're not wearing masks. I don't have to wear a mask. You know, they're going to play this all the way to the end. And uh my question is, did all the people who were in attendance to Melania's speech on Tuesday, did they have to sign the uh, liability waiver? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, see what I did there. <laughs> yeah,
0: you think yeah in Tulsa. Yeah. Is that uh
1: is that a win? Who is it who made fun of her accent? Was it Bett Midler that they're getting on for making fun of Melania's accent? And now that's destroyed the Democrats' chance of winning in 2020. Is because no, Benton I don't. Midler's I don't something. think it's quite that severe. But but here here's the point. The real point is that she is about
0: 50 times better at reading a teleprompter. Mm-hmm uh delivering a sincere speech and uh not stumbling than Donald Trump that's mm-hmm. what's so funny and and obviously english is is not her first language if by the way if it's her second one it's pretty damn good okay because not only does she speak you know just about perfectly in 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 terms of of what she's saying you know, she has an accent big deal but she her intonations were perfect Okay. I mean, she, she got it right. And I think that's the hardest thing when you learn a foreign language. It's one thing to just know the words, but boy, to be able to form sentences in such a perfect manner. I mean, I don't know. She may have learned English when she was five. It's possible. Um, but, but what, whatever it is, it's pretty good. And, um, uh, I, I wouldn't get her on, on, on her accent. I would get her. On the content, because for the first half of it, it sounded pretty good, and then she had to lapse into uh, a, a few of the the same cheapo shots that the rest of them did. And uh, I I think we noticed this four years ago, when the same group of children, the Trump kids, most of whom are pushing forty, uh, um, were up there speaking. There's not one personal connection. That they make to their father. And it's not enough for Eric Trump to uh, read off all the garden variety, Stephen Miller, right wing, Sean Hannity talking points about how shitty the world will be under Joe Biden and how great Donald Trump is. And then at the very, Dad, I love you. I love you. No, that, there's not one story about you know, he did this with us when we were kids. He, you know, he was the funniest guy in the room. Everybody there, there's there's and I guess that's because uh, Trump divorced Ivana when the kids were really, really young. So he was an absentee father. He's oh, not their, He's not their father. He's their boss. Well, that's, that's all true. he is in a way. Right.
1: Aaron has probably spent more time with his dad than any of those kids did. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah. I mean that's that's why one of the reasons you got to feel sad for that kid. Yeah, I would I'd say that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the uh, I mean, you feel free to smack me down for this one, but don't you feel like if a hurricane was making landfall in America and Barack Obama was in office and the DNC was going on to be screaming how he shouldn't be doing that, he should be calling off the DNC and having a speech? You know they've done this before. When hurricanes have made landfall, I remember that was one of the things back in 2008 when John McCain, they shut down the Republican convention in Minneapolis, St. Paul, because a hurricane was making landfall. And there were a few people that bitched about it greatly. Don't you think that the, under normal circumstances, if we had a humanist president, that perhaps there would be at least some discussion that we, we shouldn't have a virtual, fake Republican convention and that we should have the guy concentrating totally on these the, a Category 4 hurricane that's making landfall right now? Well, see, the reason why
0: the analogy doesn't hold up is mm. you're actually assuming <laughs> that if they did announce today, we're going to hold off for two more days, which by the way, from a, a show business standpoint would be a good thing to do uh-huh. because people would go, okay, all right, we'll take a couple of days off and then we'll come back. It'll be even better. Right. But you're, you're assuming that the, the Trump has some kind of legitimate ability. To uh, help the government deal with the hurricane down in uh, Louisiana, which, by the way, has a Democratic governor. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're doing a preemptive whataboutism there.
1: Well, with, I, I think there's some of that. I think it would be very easy for him to record something very easily and say, "Look, I'd like to be here live with you. Or I'd like to record a longer speech, but sure. I have to deal with this." But I he think again run every. No, you're 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 right. Um,
0: But uh, after he decided on on Tuesday to do some of the most odious things in convention history, that scene in the White House of the swearing in of five uh, immigrants of um, uh, making them legal citizens right there was so horrible, so off base, so phony. This is a guy, and I can't give you the number. There were five of them there from various countries. Under Donald Trump's theory and the rulings that he has put into place about immigration, I don't think that one of those people who was standing there could get into the country now
1: to start the process to become an American citizen. Not a one of them. I agree with that. Uh, and I think you're right. U.S. service members were injured after an altercation with Russian forces in northeast Syria this week. This is according to Politico and several other reports. According to a draft military statement and a person familiar with the matter, four troops have been diagnosed with mild concussion-like syndromes. I guess we're going to get the jokes about aspirin again. After the incident, according to the draft a Pentagon statement reviewed by Politico, a second U.S. source briefed on the matter, confirmed that multiple U.S. troops were injured. Videos of the encounter that emerged on Twitter Wednesday appeared to show a Russian vehicle ramming an American vehicle and a Russian helicopter flying low over U.S. forces. Pentagon spokespeople declined to comment or confirm those videos. That's a big story, I think.
0: Uh, President uh, Trump has already announced that uh, he is going to do Nothing less than nothing, and say less than nothing about it. Next story.
1: <laughs> I, I talked to I, Putin.
0: He's going to so aggressively ignore this and excuse it that uh, uh, you know.
1: I talked to Putin. Putin said he had nothing to do with it. I believe him. Right. Putin said it was, I, I, they didn't have nothing to do with it, so it's fine. It's nothing to worry about. Right. We'll just give him some aspirin. Start with the aspirin jokes again because those are pretty oh. funny. Oh, can can we go back to Monday night? Certainly. You know, we, we <laughs> Did you see Herschel Walker? I, I didn't see it, but I heard several people that were very disappointed. Well, okay. Uh, there, some folks thought it was pretty good
0: because, you know, re- remember the, the the goal here over the first two days is to show you that the Republican Party is so goddamn diverse. There's so many black people that love, there's so many black Republicans, they just love themselves Republicans, and we're going to show as many as we can. Now there are a couple tells about how phony that was, because last week when the Democrats did that roll call and they had uh, video clips from all fifty states and the territories too, I uh, believe the Washington Post did the tabulation on this. Out of the fifty states, about forty-one or forty-two of them were minorities, okay, and the other nine were, were white males saying, you know, the the state of Missouri does it. So this week, when the Republicans did it, they didn't do it in prime time. They did it at 11 in the morning on Monday, which already tells you they want to hide <laughs> this. Okay? And uh, apparently, I think it's 49 out of the 50 states that made their little spiel about how they're going to give all their uh, um, delegate votes to Trump. And they make a little thing about their state. they tell you how you know where they'll start with um, uh lots of corn Iowa gives to Donald. You know, that that shit first of all they 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 did it in one place, you know, just everybody standing in front of the same background, so they didn't try very hard but i think forty nine out of the fifty were white males who uh Who did those announcements? So who was, who was the interloper? (laughs) Right. Right. But, but the point is when, when the rubber hit the road and you need, and and you had that one person to represent the state who's very often the most famous politician or the governors with the Republicans, it was, it was still white males. But back to Herschel Walker, um, the slug line from Herschel Walker was in testifying on behalf of uh, Donald Trump, the uh, great racial healer, the man who uh, made Abe Lincoln say, oh, "Oh, I'll never be able to live up to Donald Trump." That's right, <laughs> because he's so he's so good. Um, Herschel Walker says he's been friends with Trump for 37 years, and he has never, ever, ever seen anything even remotely close to racism coming from Donald Trump, and. I'm insulted that you would think that I would be friends with a racist for mm-hmm. 37 years. Now, number one, we know about Donald Trump's, how should we say it, fascination with celebrities. Mm-hmm. All right, And Herschel Walker was as big
1: a celebrity as there was in this country. Well, would you like to define years. the... Would you like to define the, the word friends? Uh, of course. The word friend in this case means employee.
0: Right, exactly. Let me finish. You, you, you can jump in and, and and try to finish my sentences in a second. Trump paid Herschel Walker at the time what was considered to be apparently the highest salary mm-hmm. in pro football to get him to play for the New Jersey Generals in 19. 19- 84, right? And I dug down deeper, and apparently, some of the contracts back then gave the option. And I think there's a couple baseball players that have this to annuitize their salary. In other words, um, if the salary is the contracts for 10 million, we'll give you 2 million now, and we'll pay you 8 million over the next 20 years, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it suddenly occurred to me. What are the chances that Herschel Walker has been getting paid something that is attributable to Donald Trump for all these years? And that's why they're still friends after 37 years. What are the chances of that? Pretty, pretty high, I would say. <laughs> because every, every uh, relationship that Donald Trump has is transactional. It couldn't be more transactional than me signing you to play football for me risk your life maybe win me a championship you know the owners of football teams in particular are looked at in a more paternalistic way almost than any other sport don't you think uh
1: the the contract i think for Herschel Walker when he first signed with a with the, the New Jersey generals was a million and a half bucks at, at a time when football players weren't making that much. And it'd be worth about $3.8 million in today's salary, but you're right. The annuitized part of it can be definitely a big part of, of what's I mean, going I mean, on.
0: I but uh, I'm just, just running the the broad number there of 37 years. It's, it's just, it just doesn't make, I cannot imagine under any circumstance because we know Donald Trump has no friends. Mm-hmm. He has no friends. He hasn't been picking up the phone all these years. Say, Herschel, let's go, let's go hang out together. Herschel, let's go do this. No. Just no.
1: I don't think that's happened at all. Right. But they might have played golf. I mean, I'll give them that much. There might have been a golf outing at some point. You never know. (laughs) Right. Right. You just never know. Any any other things that stood out from you from Monday's, uh, Again, there were a lot of people on Twitter very concerned about Donald Jr. They thought that perhaps you know uh, I thought he was coked up.
0: Does he look like he was coked up? Well, if, if go go back and look at the video, his eyes are about twenty uh, percent open. Okay, right? They they, they really are, and uh, the the only reason that he didn't stick out quite as much as he should have is because his girlfriend Kimberly Guilfoyle was. Just completely nuts, com- completely off the rails. Just that—that that could go down as the worst convention speech in American history. Just the worst. Just, wow. just, just, just screaming at you for for ten straight minutes. You know, uh, they're lucky. They're lucky that Saturday Night Live is out of production right now. That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're lucky. They're. <laughs> Has any, I saw some of the Cuban guy that was talking about the Cuban immigrant who said he was so forcefully for Donald Trump. I did see some of that. That's about all I saw that was live. The rest of it I've been seeing clips of and all that stuff, but it sounds like it's just a dystopian what, shit show. This is, just, it, it, this is
0: whitewashing. This is a,
1: a nonstop
0: gaslighting of, you know, I, I know all these things about Donald Trump, but look, the, this person saying that. This person, well, maybe let me rethink that for... They're trying to inject doubt into people over what you know is true isn't true. Mm-hmm. All these things that Donald Trump has said about women, they don't count. Uh, that that horrible, horrible person, Pam Bondi, the former attorney general
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: of Florida, uh, got out there and Told everyone that this is again an election about Hunter Biden, who's the the uh, corrupt person here, and we need to get to the bottom. You know, just all of these things. It's the greatest hits over and over and over again. And by the way, while you were uh, uh, talking about maybe they, if they had any class, would delay the convention for a day or two while the uh, you know Texas and Louisiana coast get blasted. Um, by hurricane, can't Trump just whip out the Sharpie and move the hurricane?
1: I would hope so. I don't know where would he want to move it. Which up to Chicago, some Democrat stronghold? Uh, well, California.
0: California would be the way to go. Is that what you would want to do? Yeah, you know, if you send it through the Panama Canal, it's a lot easier. You don't have to go around <laughs> South
1: America. That's such a great idea. I don't know why they haven't thought of that. Why did yeah. not thought of it? Yeah. Nobody yeah. ever thought of it until me. I just got the sharpie out, redirected right through the Panama Canal, and there right. it was in California.
0: That's how you get it there. That's,
1: that's gonna that's be Gavin Newsom's problem. He's a piece of shit. I hate Gavin Newsom. He's terrible. He's awful. Wasn't that? Isn't Gavin Newsom? Isn't that Kimberly, Kimberly GoFoy's ex? Yes. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, you, if you couldn't understand why
0: he couldn't take being with her, yeah, <laughs> you understood after seeing the speech Monday night.
1: Oh, wasn't there some joke like back in the day about uh, certain, like, wasn't it Sarah Palin that somebody said sounded like everybody's ex-wife? <laughs> <laughs> they said, I thought Kimberly Guilfoy sounded like everybody's ex-wife. <laughs> They're talking about the best and the worst moments from night two on the New York Times. Uh, and they said one of the worst moments was the naturalization ceremony. Would you agree with that it was like one of the worst ones? I know you've already brought it up, but it's it, it seemed to be like pretty bad. Well, well it was horrible. And uh, Mike Pompeo uh, taping
0: a little nothing over on the top floor of the King David Hotel In Jerusalem, again, completely illegal, completely breaking with 75 years of traditions of secretaries of state saying that we do not want to be thought of as political animals. We want to be thought of as someone who represents the interests of the United States. But Mike Pompeo is a pig. That's all I can say. My favorite one on Mike Pompeo is somebody, well, you know, he's a West Point graduate. He went to Harvard. He's a pretty bright guy. Well, once again, I guess that's proof that you can go to West Point
1: and go to Harvard and still be an idiot. (coughs) That's what somebody's saying on here. Michelle Goldberg is saying... It's a tough competition for the worst moment from night two, but Mike Pompeo's possibly illegal speech from Jerusalem was both a gross politicization of American democ- diplomacy and a sneering <laughs> statement about how this administration views the laws that bound their predecessors. Yeah, I wish I would have thought of that, but. Yeah. If you would have uh, just said something nearly as articulate as that, I man. maybe.
0: But again, you know, he's, he's got that, that Fred Flintstone problem. Oh, yeah. Where, uh, actually Fred Flintstone was, which was much more agile when he spoke. But Pompeo just sits there and his head... You know what he looks like? He looks like one of those those contiki uh, wooden... Statues that you you see at at a, at a Polynesian restaurant. What are those things called?
1: Oh, the dicky <laughs> statue. Yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Yeah, I mean, I oh my God, a... <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's what he looks like. He's not like a. And it's not like the Buddha that you see in some of those Japanese restaurants. But it's What's the equivalent. It's the equivalent. <laughs> yeah, it's one there. That's so funny. No, no, no. Yes. With his big old block head. That's so good. Right. You're getting some nods in here for Pam Bondi. Here's, uh, one for, uh, the, the Trumps, Tiffany and Eric, splitting, uh, the worst, uh, moment of night two. And here's a vote for Rand Paul as a man of, uh, of whatever he was doing on Tuesday night. Um, and they're, they're saying there's too many schmaltzy videos. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to choose from. It just, do you, do you think I, you and I are being too cynical about this? Do you think anybody who is undecided, and I, again, I, I have a hard time believing anyone is at this point, but there are those people. Do you think anybody who is watching this thing is getting anything out of it that would make them vote for Donald Trump for re-election?
0: Uh, that would would sway you. Oh, yeah. I last week, and I watched. Well, I don't think so, but I, I can't be sure of of anything anymore. I mean, right. you, you can't be. Um, but one thing I was thinking when Joe Biden and he said this many times over the years, and he said it last week, and you've heard other people say it. I think Joe Biden talked about Joe Biden this way that the one thing he said to Barack Obama was I always want to be the last voice in the room before you make a decision okay and you know that that was from a a a, a positive point of view he thought that he was smart enough and his advice would be important enough that if Obama would hear him speak last that he might be able to sway Obama on various issues okay fine now, um, with Donald Trump, we've heard this again for three or four years. He's so stupid that he will usually go with the last person that says something to him. So That's it correct. isn't a question of Donald Trump affirmatively saying, well, I want Mike Pence to be the last guy because I trust Mike so much. OK, Trump does it because he's an idiot. OK, because he doesn't have a memory and he he can't formulate information as far as we can tell he 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 works off emotion and, and gut instinct and and says i'm my best advisor right all that that shit now we get to this week and for some people the last voice they're hearing this week is that of all these republicans saying it's the end of the world the suburbs are going to be abolished and they're going to take your stuff and uh the abortion vans are going to be uh driving around, picking up your daughter and uh, aborting their children, Uh all the kind of apocalyptic things. So the Republicans get to be the last voice that some people hear. The good news is there's still more than two months until the election and you still have the debates. But it always feels terrible when that second de- uh, uh, convention happens because they get the chance – to reframe everything that was said the week before twist it turn it and lie about it and before long you can barely remember that there was a convention last week among right. the democrats that right a big advantage but but again since everything has a half-life of of you know six hours uh we will have forgotten by the weekend that there was a convention this week or so i hope but back to the beginning of the uh brad and Britt cast if Other cities start to have violence. If we have um, every news story at the top of newscasts, including the words Black Lives Matter, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be very difficult. It's going to have to be answered, and it's going to have to be formulated in a way that all those people who swung over to crush Donald Trump and the Republicans in 2018 – are comfortable that everything's going to be okay. And clearly, you and I, and you listening to us, are smart enough and would never fall for something as stupid as to think that if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were were elected, that the country would end about three weeks later because of the Marxist-Leninist takeover of everything and the end of energy. That's another good one. They keep saying <laughs> the the end end of of energy. they're against energy, <laughs> right? Well, so not, but we know that we, we know that that's bullshit. And to appeal to someone's logic by saying, wait a minute. Obama and Biden were in office for eight years. Did, did, did the country stop functioning for eight? Years? Did I miss something? Because obviously it's just crazy talk. It's just crazy talk, but who's the king of crazy talk? Trump. It's him. It's him. And until it's vanquished at the polls, it is the standard by which we, we measure all of our thoughts and prayers about everyone. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, you gotta go with it, right? Right. Bradandbrit.com.